Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. have a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you and we appreciate you. And God, we love you. We honor you and we worship you this day. God, this is the day that you have made and we are rejoicing because we are in this day. God, so many people did not make it to this day. Everything might not be like we want it, but God, we are here and you can work on the rest. God, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would come into this time of Bible study. Give me what to say and how to say it. Allow it to make sense and allow the revelation to come alive in the lives of your people. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. For those of you that have your Bibles and and, uh, you would like to follow along with me, we're going to start in St. Matthew's um, chapter one, starting at verse 18. And then we're going to read Romans chapter 12, verse number two. St. Matthew's chapter one, verse number 18. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And then Romans chapter 12, verse number two, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If you look at the uh, Bible story and you look at the history behind the story in Matthews is talking about the birth of Jesus. And it's talking about how we know the story, how Mary was impregnated by the Holy Ghost. I'm slowing down just a little bit. How Mary was impregnated by the Holy Ghost. The Lord came to the angel of the Lord came to her and told her that she had found favor with God and that God was going to impregnate her with the savior of the world. And so, you know, when Mary first heard that the angel from the angel, her response was, how can this thing be seeing that I know not a man? But the angel of the Lord spoke to her and said that the Holy Ghost 
was going to overshadow her and the Holy Ghost was going to come upon her. She'd never had to know a man or to be with a man or have sexual intercourse with a man because what God was going to do for her was something that he had never done for anyone else on the face of this earth. And so God was getting ready to change the rules, as my husband always says, that God was getting ready to change the rules on on Mary's behalf. And he was getting ready to make something out of nothing. Literally, the Holy Ghost was getting ready in Mary's womb was nothing. There was no child. There was no seed. Nothing had ever been planted. She was a virgin. But God was getting ready to change the rules. And he was going to do as he'd done since the beginning of time. He was going to take nothing. When God created the world, it was nothing. It was without form and without void. And God began to speak things into existence and he was getting ready to take nothing and he was getting ready to create the savior of the world through Mary. Now, when you look at the custom of that time to be espoused means that you were engaged and Joseph and Mary have been engaged. And so they would watch and make sure that while you were engaged, that you did not have intercourse because if the woman came up pregnant, then the man had to put her away or it was, it was uh, the man was accused of having sex with the woman before they actually got married. And so Joseph found himself in the middle of a dilemma because the custom was then at that time. Remember in Romans, it says, don't copy the customs and behaviors of this world. And so the custom at that time was that Joseph had to put her away. And so Joseph had made up his mind. He said, I'm going to put her away, but I'm going to do it privately because I don't want to make an example of her. I don't want the people to ridicule her. I don't want the people to talk about her because come on, people, y'all know how we are. People, we know how we are. We will discuss a situation. We will come up with every analogy that we could possibly come up with. We will sit every conversation that we have. It would have been about Mary being pregnant before her and Joseph actually got married. And so Joseph said, I don't want it done that way. I don't I don't want to make her a public spectacle. I want to respect her. And so I'm going to put her away privately. And so when Joseph had made up his mind that he was going to do that, and as he thought on these things, it says, once again, another angel appeared. You know, God has a way of making sure that his plan is carried out at every given time. Whenever he speaks a word, whenever God wants something to happen, God will send a word. He will send a confirmation and he sent an angel in both instances. He told Mary, he's, he sent a word through Mary, through, to, through an angel to Mary that she was going to birth the savior of the world. And then once again, the angel came and it spoke to Joseph and the angel spoke spoke to Joseph and it said, Joseph, thou son of David, it said, fear not to take unto thee, Mary, thy wife. Don't be scared to marry her because 
what you're thinking or what you're thinking people are going to think is not what's happening. You know, a lot of times people will look at a situation and they will begin to analyze that situation and they will think that what they feel or what they see is actually what happened. But when God is in the midst of something and it doesn't have to always be a bad situation, when God is in the midst of something, man doesn't always see it as God sees it. And that's what God, that's what the angel was trying to get Joseph to understand. Don't look at this as man would look at it. Don't look at it like the custom of the of the of the culture that you live in. I want you to look at this in another way. And that's what God, that's what the angel was telling Joseph. I want you to look at this situation in another way. He said that he said, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. He shall save his people from their sins. Now, here is the point that I wanted to share with you today. If Joseph would have put Mary away, if Joseph would have taken Mary to another land to make sure no one ever saw her so she didn't have to deal with the shame or he didn't have to deal with the shame. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if Joseph was thinking fully of himself. The Bible doesn't say that he was. He said he was thinking of Mary fully. Here I go analyzing the situation. But whatever the case may be, Joseph had made up his mind that he wasn't going to allow this thing to be made public. He was not going to allow this pregnancy to me be made public. But the angel of the Lord told him, you, this one is different. And if he would have put Mary away, Joseph then would have put Jesus away. He would have hid Jesus away from the world. He would have been hiding Jesus away from, our, from saving his people from our sins. He would have hidden Jesus. And here is where Romans chapter 12, verse number two comes in. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. You all, we are living in a time where the church is being attacked for every little thing that is happening on the face of the earth. Some kind of way. Somebody always finds a way to put the church in the middle of struggle. They find a way to put the church in the middle of turmoil. They find a way to blame the church on their life's misery. They find a way to make it looks like I was normal until I started going to church. I never had any problems in life until I, until I started going to church. And what the enemy is doing is trying to convince the church and is trying to convince the world that church is not working anymore and that church is not popular anymore and that Jesus doesn't save and and there is no miracles on the face of the earth and and you should walk away from the Bible because the Bible doesn't teach like it should teach it doesn't mean what it what it should mean man wrote it man came up with it if a man was able to sit down and come up with every detail that's why I read that scripture in the opening about the weather that we just went through if man was that wise and not been 
unction by the Holy Ghost. It was the Holy Ghost that spoke to the mind of men and told men to write. It was all of the situations that the writers of the Bible went through and God set them down and had them to write it by write the accounts of their life and all the things that they went through so that we could take it and read it and be encouraged from it and believe in it and trust that God was going to save and take care of his people. And if we're not careful, the world is trying to get us to put away. The church is trying to get us to put away. Jesus It's trying to get us to walk away from salvation. It's trying to get us to turn our backs on the church. It's trying to make us think that your life wasn't, wasn't in turmoil until you came to the church. Listen, the people in the church are the same people that's outside of the church. Everybody's got problems. Everybody's got situations. Somebody's not going to talk right. Somebody's not going to treat you right. But the church itself, the entity of the church, was created by God and set in order and play, put in place by God so that we could have a place to worship him, so that we could have a place to love him. God knew we weren't going to be perfect. The church itself, the entity of church itself is set up by God but it's filled with imperfect people and if we're not careful we will copy the customs and the behavior of this world now they took prayer out of school they 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 want to change the money from saying in God we trust the country is not being ran by what God says the country should do. We've thrown, we've just about thrown, or should I say they've just about thrown God out of the United States. The United States in its beginning of time, it was, it was as mindful as it could possibly be to do things in the order of God and in the custom of God. But now God has become an issue it's become a problem. We have to be careful. If we're not careful, the enemy will make us think that if we walk away from God, we'll finally, finally have happiness. If we walk away from the church, we'll finally, we will find people that are kinder than the people at church. You can't expect everybody everywhere. You can't tell me that the people on your job are perfect. You can't tell me that somebody in the club didn't hurt you. You can't tell me that somebody in the street, somebody in your family and, and you go back and we go back to those places. But then somebody looks at us the wrong way or don't speak to us or the right way. Then we want to run away. We want to throw the church away. And if Joseph would have put Mary away, Joseph, he would have been throwing away Jesus. He would have been hiding Jesus. And that's what the enemy is trying to get us to do is trying to get us to walk away, to walk away from the church. I want to read uh, Romans 12 and 2. I want to read it in the Amplified Version. Listen to what it says. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourself what the will of God is that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for 
you. And that's what Joseph had to do. Joseph had to prove it to himself. He had to prove to himself that the will of God is what needed to happen in his life. He needed to marry Mary and they had to birth the savior into this world. But if Joseph would have put her away, if Joseph would have copied the customs and the behavior of society back then, he would have been pushing the church away. He would have put away Jesus Christ. He would have put away the word. But the angel of the Lord spoke to him. And I'm coming to you today with a word from the Lord. And I'm speaking to you, whoever you are. Someone is listening and you had decided that I was giving up on church. I wasn't going to go anymore. I wasn't going to tithe anymore. Wasn't going to pray anymore. I wasn't going to serve anymore. I wasn't going to worship. I'm just going to walk away. I'm just going to put it all away. I'm just going to put Jesus. I'm going to put the church. I'm going to put it all out of my life. And I'm going to find another way. I'm going to go find and try something different. But before you walk away, I want to encourage you to try God just one more time. Trust God just one more time. I want to encourage you to just trust in the Lord and let God prove to you what he has for you. And that's where we get it mixed up. Sometimes we get so caught up in trying to prove to everyone else what God has for us until we don't even think about proving it to ourselves. And that's what Joseph, that's why Joseph was going to put Mary away because he wanted to prove to everyone else. He wanted everyone else's confirmation. He needed everyone else to affirm him. But God said, you don't need anyone else. You be self-affirming, affirm yourself in the Lord. I know the I know the the song says encourage yourself. I know David told them when he wrote to encourage yourself in the Lord, but you got to affirm yourself in the Lord. You don't need to look for any affirmation from anywhere else. If you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you if you spoke it with your mouth and you believed it in your heart and you are doing your best to live this life according to the word of God, then you don't have to prove anything to anybody. In Romans, it says, prove to yourself what God, what the plan of God is. And God said, I know the plans. He said in Isaiah, I know the plans that I have for you, the thoughts of good and not evil. And then God said, I'm going to give you an expected end. So I just want to encourage you today. I better get ready and close. I just want to encourage you today. Don't put away Jesus. Don't walk away from the church. Don't walk away from God. Don't walk away from the institution because see the church was set aside. God said, my eyes are there and my ears are there all the time. So every time you walk in the church, what the enemy is trying to get you to do to focus on the eyes and the ears of the people, but you have to focus on the eyes and the ears of God. And I want you at next time you walk into the house of the Lord, I want you to just stop and say, God, here I am. 
God, take attendance today. I want you to know that I'm in church today, God. I want you to see what you need to see. And I want you to hear what I need you to hear. So keep, keep trusting God through the church. I know you say I can stay home and I can trust God, but your home was not consecrated for worship. Your home is a good place to worship God. But when, when, when David built the temple, that's when David said his eyes and his ears was going to be there perpetually. And I know God is everywhere all the time. He's omnipresent, but there is a special anointing in the church. And I want to encourage you to keep attending. Keep praising God. Keep worshiping God. Keep giving. Keep praying. Keep trusting. Don't go try something else. Don't go try something else thinking you're going to get the same result that you're going to get from trying God. Keep witnessing. Keep telling people how good God is. Think about those things that God got you out of that you never thought you would get out of. Think about how God saved you when you didn't think you were worth being saved. Think about how God sanctified you, set you aside so that he could use you as a witness. Think about all the people that call you to talk to you, to, to, to hear what you have to say in the word and, and, and how your life made it. And if you walk away, somebody is not going to hear from God what they need to hear. I encourage you to stay in position. Stay in place. Don't throw Jesus away. Don't throw the church away. Don't throw away your salvation. Do not copy the customs and behaviors of this world. And the last thing the enemy is trying to affect and destroy, that is the institution of the church. If Satan can destroy the church, he knows that he can, he can put a wrench in our relationship with God. But I'm here to encourage you, don't let, Satan in, don't let Satan destroy the church in you. You get yourself together Sunday mornings and you get to church. Go to Bible study, go to prayer meeting, everything that's going on. Volunteer for the youth at your ministry so that the youth will know about God and know that God is a deliverer. And that God is a way maker. Don't hide Jesus. Go ahead and talk about him. Go ahead and talk about his goodness. I have to bring it to a close. God bless you for listening today. I pray something was said to encourage you and to give you that push to run on and see what the end is going to be. I know I'm not going to walk away. I'm going to stand and I'm going to see where God wants me to be. God bless you. This is Dr. E.G. McMurray, First Lady of the Renaissance Church of God in Christ, where Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is senior pastor. Thank you for listening. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA, where our senior pastor is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray. And Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our First Lady. It is our prayer that you've been moved by the Word of God. We welcome you to join us at 1001 33rd Street, Southeast Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49508. Be prepared to attend Sunday School at 9 a.m. in the Family Life Center and our Sunday morning worship service at 1030 a.m. We also invite you to attend our midweek worship opportunities 
on Wednesday afternoon, 12 noon, in the chapel, and Thursday at 6.45 p.m. in the Family Life Center. Feel free to call us at 616-243-0991. Also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word, and until next time, walk in victory.